Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. For the opportunity to praise your name this morning, we thank you for these young people. And that reminds us, Lord, of when you came into the city and they cheered. They cheered your name. And yet, some five days later, they're screaming, crucify him. It reminds me of the fickleness of my own soul, my own thoughts, my heart. So, Lord, I ask for forgiveness for those those places where I fall absolutely on my face. May we celebrate the true celebration of resurrection next Sunday. As we prepare this week to walk through that week, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to to get a real sense of the turmoil of the, of the things that happened in your life in that final week. The brokenness, the betrayal, the hate. You came as the sacrificial lamb. And so many rejected you. Lord, help us see the truth. Remind us of that sacrifice, that broken, that broken body. And Lord, as we sit to next week together, we'll celebrate the resurrection and the life. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You got it, Lauren. Amen. That's right. This morning's passage is out of Hebrews 9, 11 through 14. And I want you to do me a favor. As I read this, as we, as we, re, as we think about this scripture, it's only, what, four verses. But there's a ton of imagery. There's word pictures in this passage. And I know we're not, we're not Jewish. But I want to encourage you to think just a moment about the Jewish faith because the Hebrew, the, the book of Hebrews was, was pointed at the Jewish faith and all the things they had done for so many years. The sacrifice of lamb and goats, blood on the altar, looking for ways to be right with God. And the Hebrew writer, chapter after chapter, puts Jesus against these Jewish traditions, these Jewish rites. And in verse 11 of chapter 9, we see, we see why. It's verse 11. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things, 
that are now already here. He went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats or calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean. Sanctify them so they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. May God add his blessing as we continue singing this morning. Out to you this morning. We call upon you. For we understand that we are nothing without you. Lord, I ask that you would quiet our hearts this morning. Help us to focus on this passage. And understand the sacrifice that was given for us. May we be reminded of the great sacrifice of someone's life for our sins. May we not minimize with cheap grace May we live our life in reflection of the gift we have been given. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And you may. You can run, I guess. That was a rumor I heard anyway. Kenny said I could say it. Right, Ken? Ken's all right with that. Scapegoat, right? A goat. Everybody needs a scapegoat. No, I can't take that. Oh. Hey, I just got to say, last week, thanks for being willing to, uh, to go with some, uh, an idea at the end of service. Anybody remember what last week's service was about? Prayer. Yeah, prayer, right? Um, I do know, though, I just need you to know that I know the few of you who, who jetted out of here at the end. I know who you are. I mean, I'm, you're on my short list. <laughs> I really don't. My wife said, I think a couple people jetted. I said, <laughs> I said, they probably did. That's okay. But for those of you who, uh, who took a chance and prayed with someone uh, in your aisle or in your pew or the pew in front of you or behind you, I was extremely humbled at the amount of people who took the time and energy and who decided that they were going to... Hey, you're back. Ah, uh, good thinking. <laughs> uh, but it was awesome to watch God work in people taking an opportunity uh, to talk to someone in their pew or around their pew, to, to ask uh, a spouse what could be prayed over 
or a friend, uh, someone said, hey, some, someone came up to me, and I don't even know who they are, but they really wanted to pray with us. And we were so, we were moved by that. So thank you for taking a chance. And, and so one of the things I want to do, though, is encourage you to continue those kind of things. I don't come up here on Sunday morning for, to hear myself talk, Right? I, I listen to myself in my mind all the time. But what we do do, what we do is we come here to hear what God has for us and to understand what He expects of us and to recognize the changes that He wants to build into us as His believers. And that's not always easy. And to me, today is maybe a little bit more difficult. Oh, Brian, can you get me on to... That's all right. No, you're fine. Today we're going to talk a little bit about sacrifice. What is sacrifice? What's it look like? What's that? Giving something up that you want or need. Maybe I should ask it the other way. What isn't sacrifice? Transaction. A transaction? Transaction is even. Sacrifice ah, okay. Transaction is even. Sacrifice is not. What's considered a sacrifice in our life? It's okay, you can give me a little feedback. I, I promise, I won't do what I, I did to Randy last week. I, <laughs> by the way, I just need to I just let you know that Randy made it out without getting hugged, I think. Right, Randy? One hug, one person was brave enough to hug Randy. He is a brave man. <laughs> Foolish man, yeah. <laughs> What is sacrifice? What's it look like in my own life? What's it look like in your life? Time? Yeah, time, yeah. Yeah, right? I, I've always joked about writing a book about getting eight days out, right? If I could write a book that gave me an extra day of the week, I'd sell it for gazillions, right? Because time, time is difficult. And for a lot of us, we, we run on the edge going from morning to night, and there's not much extra time. So when we give time, there's a sacrifice there. What else is a sacrifice? What is a sacrifice in your faith? What's that, Dave? Dying to self. Okay. Glenn? Okay. Putting others before you. Maybe we need to talk about sacrifice. Right? I, found this, uh, I found this definition and I liked it. The act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Something that's more, giving up one thing for something that's more important or worthy. Is the work we do for God 
sacrifice. Do we find it more important than what we're giving up? Time, energy, financial, emotional. Are we sacrificing those things in the name of our faith? Are we willing to sacrifice those things? I've always said that the easiest thing we can sacrifice is a $20 bill when the offering plate comes by. That's easy. But I think, one, I think time is huge, right? There's always more to do than, things to, than time to get it done. And so when people volunteer their time, their energy, their best, and I think one of the great examples in this church is VBS. People give their best for a week. Do you realize that people take vacation? They take a week of their vacation, their hard-earned vacation, to be mentally and physically and spiritually prepared to come and serve for VBS. And just so you know, if you think it's the five or six people that are up front on VBS you are sadly mistaken. Those really are the figureheads in a lot of ways to all of the time and energy and work that's put in behind the scenes. Those crafts that are made every night have been for months worked on, planned and strategized, the gospel being shared has been worked on and is being worked on now. This process starts usually the month or two after we finish VBS. And I'll not name names because that's not what it's about. But I know the sacrifice. The sacrifice of tired, worn out, exhausted people coming on Saturday morning and making sure the church looks like it's normal before we come back on Sunday. And if you've been here, you know. <laughs> you know, you're wore out, you're done, and yet you come back. That's sacrifice. And those don't pale in, in comparison to this morning's passage of Jesus' blood as the once and for all sacrifice. Remember I told you this, this book is written to the Jews and, and what it does is it, it breaks down uh, as you work through Hebrews. I encourage you, if you haven't read it, to read it. It breaks down from a, from a Jewish perspective. Jesus against verses, I always think, it's Jesus versus the angels. And it, and it, and it makes an argument that Jesus is better than the angels. And then in the next chapter, it's Jesus versus Moses, or what would be the Old Testament, the understanding of what the Jews saw very as very important. And then it goes on as Jesus, it talks about Jesus being the high priest and a type of 
Melchizedek, if you don't know what that, it's an interesting discussion. And then we get to chapter 9, and it talks, the Hebrew writers talks about Jesus as the sacrifice. Remember, the Jews learned very early on that there was atonement for sin. They understood sin, and they also understood sacrifice. And so it, a very, it was a part of their culture. It's not a part of our culture, but it was a part of their culture. They would sacrifice the best, a lamb without blemish. Their first fruits, if you want to read about those sacrifices, go to Leviticus, probably one of the, probably one of the least read books in Scripture. But it outlines those sacrifices and what was required of the Jewish faith. But the Hebrew writer, he says, listen, there have been all these things that you have done over and over and over. And now there's a sacrifice that was once and for all. This blood was different. This blood didn't cover the tabernacle that humans made, but the tabernacle that God made. This blood makes the difference. This blood changes our life. There's a couple pieces I want to share with you this morning. There is a cost. Do you understand the cost of the Jewish understanding of sacrifice? Their best produce, their best grains, their best lamb would be given without blemish or spot. Wasn't the leftovers, but the best. And Jesus understood that. When he came to earth, he understood it as the best. He would have to give his life. We as parents understand sacrifice in that way. We want what's best for our kids, do we not? We want what's best for them when they grow up so that they understand the best way to do life. But there is a cost. And Scripture tells us the cost for our sin is death. Each one of us have sinned. Each one of us deserve death. Each one of us needed Jesus on the cross. That was the cost. Yeah, it's heavy. The cost was his life. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the love.
guy by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's quoted as saying, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. I don't know if you know who Bonhoeffer was. Bonhoeffer was a pastor in Germany during the reign of Hitler. And as Hitler was coming to power, Bonhoeffer and other pastors recognized that what was happening was atrocious and awful. And they began to push back. They objected, obviously. And Bonhoeffer, over his time as pastor, was involved with the planning stages of the assassination of Hitler. Or he at least knew about it. That's really where it's kind of at. He wasn't going to do it. He knew about it. And Bonhoeffer was a great writer and a great lecturer. And in the middle of that war, Bonhoeffer was invited to America where he began to lecture. But as he began to lecture in America, he quickly realized that while the war was going on, he needed to be back with his people. He needed to be there. He felt like he was escaping, like he had run away from what was really going on. And so Bonhoeffer left America. He was safe. He would have lived through the war. Bonhoeffer was safe. But his heart knew he needed to be with his people. So Bonhoeffer returned to Germany where he was quickly arrested by Hitler's men and put in jail. He ended up spending about two years in jail as an objector to what Hitler was doing. During that two years in jail, he shared the gospel with everyone he came in contact with. Sound familiar? Sound like a guy named Paul, maybe? He spent two years in jail and shared that gospel. Shared the hope of eternity with people. And at the end of that two years, he was hung in the center of town with five other people who were objectors. A mere month before Hitler would lose his life. Bonhoeffer put himself back in the middle of the mess because he understood the sacrifice Jesus had made in his life. He made the decision to go back. He had an out and didn't take it. That is sacrifice. 
at a sacrifice that cost him. So when we read that, his quote, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. It's a whole lot bigger when we think about it that way. Second, Jesus stepped in. Jesus stepped in and took the place once and for all. Verse 13 says, like his, with his own blood, he entered the holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. I like this picture because it reminds me that the sacrifice of a lamb of something was once and for all taken care of on the cross. It was taken care of through the blood of Jesus. This is not some great story. This is history. We know that Jesus was crucified. The Bible reminds us that he had rose again. And you know what he said? He said, believe me and do, you will do greater things than I. When you hear that, that passage, that scripture, do you think that you can do greater things than Jesus did? Do you think that you can do something bigger or better than what Jesus did by taking his perfect life to the cross? Does that sound out of bounds for you? Does that sound irrational or maybe even hard to take? What can we do that's better than what Jesus did? Is there something better? So what do we do with this verse? What do you do with this verse? Let me challenge you to take a, a second look at that verse. To ask yourself that question. Can I do greater things? Can my sacrifice be bigger than the sacrifice of Jesus? He said it in his own, from his own mouth. How does that work? What does it look like? How do I do that? Let me challenge you with that, that question. How can your sacrifice be bigger or better or maybe longer than that of Jesus's? I feel like I could give you some answers, but I'd rather not. I'd rather leave that hanging for something for you to chew on this week. And if you want to talk about it one-on-one, -on -one, I'd love to. If you want to talk about it in the back as you leave, I'd, I'd be willing to do that too. But I want you to take these verses. The scriptures are there to challenge us, not just to read and blow through. Not just to read for reading's sake, but to change our life. Sacrifice. 
Jesus said, you can do greater things than I. Finally, I want you to be reminded that it has already been paid in full. It has already been paid in full. Your life has been delivered and paid for in full. Verse 14 says, How much more will the blood of Christ, even though through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without blemish to God, Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve you, to serve the living God. Do you realize that once you make that step of faith and begin the journey, that your life has been paid in full? Scripture says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, they are a new creature. The old has passed away, and all things become new. You are chosen. You have a crown. A part of the royal priesthood. So let me ask a question. Why is it that we continue to crawl back into the things in our life from when we were not saved, when we were not following Jesus? Why do we get hung up on the past? You were paid in full. We can blame it on our sin nature. But I'll be completely honest with you. Sounds a bit like a cop-out to me. And I'm reminded in Revelations that the lukewarm will be spewed out. We are in, we're definitely pointing in the right direction for the end times. And if there were ever a time to get right with God and get your stuff in order and get pointed in the right direction, it's now. You are the chosen. The royal priesthood. Sons and daughters. Don't live in the garbage of the past. Paul says, and I don't have a slide for it because I, I had a slide and I couldn't remember why I was going to use it, so I got rid of it. Now I remember. He says, quit looking in the rearview mirror. Quit driving backwards. Quit, forget what is behind you and move forward. Every day we have is one less day if we waste it on the things of the world. What is required of you, O oh man and woman? Act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. That's what's required of us. And trust me, if you think that sounds simple, I promise you one thing. That requires a sacrifice. It re requires a lot of sacrifice. Because if we're honest, not all of us are just. Probably none of us. And not all of us want to seek mercy. And probably very few of us want to be humble. 
But that's the sacrifice of our faith. Don't forget that you have been delivered. Don't live in the swamp of the past. Jesus' blood, his sacrifice, makes us new. We don't have to go back to the altar every week. We don't have to go back and around and around and around and around. His sacrifice was big enough for us, for eternity. A little further on in this passage, it says he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. He came to get rid of sin with his own blood. That's why he came. It wasn't a suggestion. Wasn't a nice idea or a great ideology. It was a sacrifice that changed the world. So let me challenge you again this week. Anybody want to try something again this week? <laughs> oh, nobody didn't want to. Good job. I didn't see anybody put their hand up that they didn't want to. Oh, Mark doesn't want to. Mark's out. Mark's good. Nose goes, Margaret. <laughs> We're good. Let me encourage you. We're going to community caring on Wednesday morning. And right now I have one volunteer. If you don't know what community caring is, it's a, it's a homeless shelter on 245 East 8th Street. And we've been serving there three times a year for about, probably, I have for about 20 plus years, making lunch. It entails making lunch. Anybody ever made lunch before? Yep, figured so. Y'all look like none of you starved to death. Me neither. I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. That's why I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not busy Wednesday morning, or even if you are busy on Wednesday morning, if you're interested in giving some time, to sacrifice some time for those in our area, our neighbors, who are some are homeless, some who don't smell all that great, some act a little weird, some that are depressed and struggling to function in this life. If you're interested in taking an opportunity to serve and sit with the least of these in the name of Jesus, right? It's not about Greenfield Baptist Church. In the name of Jesus, if you have an interest in that, hit me up. Because right now, I'm going to be really busy on Wednesday morning. But I know how God works, because this is how he works. 
people will show up and offer that sacrificial time, that sacrificial energy. If you can't go and you're interested in helping in a different way, let me know because i got other options. But our goal, our focus is to go down there and be Jesus to people who won't get a real meal most any other time of the year. We have been delivered as believers in Christ. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that's where it begins. That's step one. Let me encourage you to implore you that if Jesus isn't number one in your life, today is the day to make him number one in your life. That's where this begins. That's where this begins. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the blood that was shed for our sins. The broken body on the cross. The pain endured so that we might live this life as followers of you. Lord, I pray for this group of people this morning that this week they would recognize sacrifice. Sacrifice in their own life in your name. Lord, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.